Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. This is Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia Murder here, and you're listening to the Ever Black Podcast. Hey, human scum, this is odorous from Quark. Going to the Fear Factory. This is George Quark from Under Fisher. This is Jasmine Delegate. This is Wade from Our Last Enemy. Magnificent Fear Falcon. He is at Wednesday 13. This is Jasmine Rex from Kill Devil Hill. This is from Sepultura. You're listening to Ever Black Podcast. Before we go into this episode of the Ever Black Podcast, we just need to give a shout out to our show supporters, the Occult Clothing Brand Electric, which love amazing apparel from shirts to hoodies to hats to beanies, dresses and more. Check out their full range at electricwitch.com.au and put in the code EVERBLACK for 20% off your order. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the Ever Black Podcast on Spotify and iTunes podcast streams and see all our video interviews on the Ever Black YouTube channel. You can also read all our articles and reviews at everblack.com.au. All right, on with the show. Jimmy, my name's Nev. Thanks for joining us on the show, brother. How's everything going over in your part of the world? Yeah, not too bad. I mean, just, uh, you know, busy and uh, trying to uh, stay positive, you know, in my uh, quarantine world. Uh, but yeah, things are good. I mean, about the, probably about the same as they are any place else in the world. It's It's been an absolutely crazy year, man. I, but everyone's all right? You doing okay, though? I mean... Yeah, you know, we've just been taking the time to try to work. Um, you know, we never really get, you know, this kind of a, a block of time mm. kind of handed handed to us. So, you know, we've been pretty busy. I mean, with the with the Sear record last year and then coming out this year, um, Billy and I have been working on a lot of new music, uh, just uh, demoed drums on 33 new songs for the follow-up to Melancholy Machina. So working on that, just working on arrangements uh, every day. We just kind of put that to bed, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna revisit it here in a little bit. We started remixing uh, Machina yesterday or today. We started remixing Machina today for the box set, and then um, we also recorded a uh, thirteenth song. I guess kind of psychedelic record that uh, we kind of had laying around. So we just found ourselves with this extra time and this kind of to-do list um, that we never thought we'd really get to. So it's been kind of cool. I mean, you know, you kind of got to go when you can't go outside, you got to go inside. Right. So, so for us, just been trying to make the best of the time and, and be as productive as we can. That's, that's incredibly productive. I mean, I've been to, <laughs> like, I, you know what I mean? It's sort of like, you know, just do you sleep? <laughs> I mean, that's insane. Yeah, you man. know, I think I think we've gotten to the point where, at least you know, Kim and I. I mean, James is on the West Coast, so it creates a little yeah. bit of a boondoggle. But but Billy and I are neighbors, so you know, it's easy for. I have a studio here. Uh, he has a studio, so it's easy for us to kind of work together. But we found we don't really work as much as we used to. We get more done somehow, but we don't we don't really put in those long kind of 12, 14 hour days anymore. Mm. We're generally working from the earliest we generally start is like 11 and we'll work to maybe seven thirty, eight o'clock, but, but generally, you know, probably six to eight hours 
which, you know, may seem like a lot to some people, but for us, I mean, we were, we were used to working, I mean, six, seven days a week, 12 hours a day was kind of just the, the rigor. Right. But, um, I think we've just become more efficient at doing what yeah. we do. Well, uh, as you mentioned before, the new album, Sire, Sire, is that how you see her? See ya. Sorry, buddy. Um, right. that album is incredible. I mean, that comes out this week. And as a fan for like 25 years, Smashing Pumpkins has been my favorite band for 25 years. I love this album, dude. Um, it's it's incredible. And it it's seen you guys push things into a fresh direction that I, I haven't seen you really go before. It, it's it's amazing. Did you feel that when you were going into to making this one? Yeah, we talked a lot about it. I mean, we thought, you know, I wasn't really that interested in making another kind of syncopated guitar riff record and, and mm. neither was Billy and we, we you know the pumpkins has always been our mission statement has always been to kind of try to win in a modern context right and not and not be kind of relegated to kind of a you know doing what we've always done and this is kind of the fun part of the band is you know we're okay with kind of challenging ourselves to operate within a modern architecture and that was really the kind of mission statement going forward was really you know, can we make a modern rock record um, using modern, modernized or modern components? Can we make a record without syncopated drums and, and riffy guitars and yeah. just more groove oriented and have enough of the identity of the band left over for it, for it to sound like a Smashing Pumpkins record, right? So, you know, we talked a lot about that and it, it took a long, it, it took a, a, a little bit longer with, with Sear to kind of come into, you know, where we felt comfortable with the instrumentation, doing sound supplementation on the drums. You know, there was a bit of head scratching here and there, but once, once, and with us, it's really about, um, it's really about establishing a language or relanguaging. Mm. Um, you know, the emotions are always kind of similar, but how are you gonna tell the story, you know, the non Aesop's failed fable version of that story and to somebody in 2020, you know, you're looking at it completely differently. So, you know, that was once, once, once we started to wrap our heads around, okay, we don't really get anything from old convention. Um, let's really start to look at things that are at least unique to us and new, new and unique to us. So, and, and in doing that, can we develop a, an inner language that is still defined, still defines the band. Uh, so it was, it was, you know, a lot of three steps forward, two steps back, you know, some songs like, like Ramona, for instance, was a, was a song that took a long time to do because we just, our instincts were just to play it as a rock band, right? A rock quartet. And the first couple versions we did was like you would imagine it sounding if the record had come out several years ago. But it's just when we put it up against like Color Love and those other songs that we were really kind of on about, we knew it was a great song, but the 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 way that we were approaching it was just kind of off. So that song went through, I think, at least four different permutations before it really fit on the record. Um, and then, you know, everybody loved it uh, and, and, and still does. But but yeah, so it was a journey, I think. And, and the new music we're making now is is kind of 
you know, the defining thing about the pumpkins was always this kind of wide parameter, right? Like we would have songs like Jelly Belly and songs like Cupid Deloc and To Forgive and those types of songs. So when we started to talk about doing a follow-up to Melancholy and Machina, you know, the first thing out of my mouth was like, it's got to be super wide. Like we got to go super yeah. wide, right? It's got to be speed metal and it's got to be like cocktail jazz. Like it's got to be that. <laughs> it's got to be that wide because that's kind of what we do, right? It's, it's uh, um, so we're excited about that. We're, we're really, um, there's, there's a lot of really cool stuff on the, on what we're working on now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just music, man. Yeah. But here's, here's the thing about pumpkins. As you mentioned, you guys set the rule that there was no rules from the beginning, especially with melancholy. I mean, it's such a, a broad spectrum where even to the point over the years where you've taken some of those songs, like even like bullet and stuff, and you've done different versions live. And I can hear that you could do that with this album as well. So you mm -hmm. haven't hold yourself. There's, there's so many different things that you guys could do within your sound because you didn't set the rule. Like you just went, no, we're doing our own thing. So that's the thing that's been special about the band. I think. Well, I think, you know, we're, we're selfishly kind of attracted to what we're attracted to. Right. And, and we we're always at least attempting to move towards what's exciting for us. And mm. so we don't, if things are exciting, it informs your choices. You don't feel like you're faking it or you're not like, okay, I know how to, I know how to like, I've recorded, you know, hundreds and hundreds of songs. So anything anybody throws at me, I've got a, my own personal reference point. Like, oh, I know how to play this song, or I know how to play a song like this, or I can play this song in six, eight, or, you know, wh whatever that may be. You know, we don't want to, we, we don't want to be in that position where we're just kind of regurgitating stuff. We really want to be like, like I'm really exploring right now, like working with, I've got a new drum machine and just kind of playing over that and trying to, trying to amalgamate things that I couldn't do on my own and trying to reach it, reach into that area uh, for some new inspiration. Um, and those are the things that kind of keep, keep it fun and interesting for us. Once it gets boring, like we don't want to just make, you know, songs like zero. I mean, songs like zero are fun to play and they're great songs, but just a steady diet of that stuff is just not what we're about. No, and you got to challenge yourself as well. Cause you, I mean, first of all, you know, you've got to be happy with the music before anyone else is really you know well 100 i mean and, and everybody knows you know with my comings and goings in the band and those types of things i mean nobody in the band is going to stick around if they're not into it i mm. mean everybody in the band has proven that they're you know pretty autonomous when it comes to those types of things so it's important for the for the for the alignment of the band to keep things interesting for everyone and not just like you know it's not just Billy's band. It's not just my band. It's not just James or Jeff or Jack's band. It's, it's really, it's really about like having something on the table for everybody and really, cause we know like after 30, however many years it's been that the power of the, the sum of the parts is so much bigger than any one person. Yeah. So. Oh, you um, just, yep. oh you're back. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm running out of juice. Here. That's, all right, That's all right, man. But I mean, you guys have, uh, you know, what was I? <laughs> I was going to say, uh, of course, I mean, this year, Melancholy is turning 25, turned 25. Machine is 20 years. I mean, that's two anniversaries in one year. And they're both very special albums um, to a lot of people, especially me. 
Do you you mentioned you know zero and stuff before? Is there a song from each of those albums that you love playing live still that you just you get excited about getting behind that kit and smashing out? No, no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, and I don't mean I mean I don't mean that disrespectfully. Oh, I, mean, I, I love I, I love playing. I the songs that I love playing live are probably the ones that you would not expect me to play. Like I like playing stuff from a door. Yeah, I, I like playing on stuff that I didn't play on like for Martha and blank page and those types of songs are super fun for me. Cause I can like, it's, you know, it's just something I don't have that much ownership over of. So it's like the stuff I have ownership over of is kind of, you know, it's, it's a different, it's a different animal. Um, I don't, I, I enjoy not having to beat Jimmy Chamberlain from time to time on stage um, and being, you know, the guys that perform those, incredible song so yeah that stuff is fun like the stuff that tommy played on monuments that stuff like one and all we were doing that song for a while which was super fun i could pretend i was tommy lee which i did as a kid you know so i mean those you know those things are cool um but yeah i mean you know from time to time like the united states i mean ruby those types of songs are always a journey soma you know when we get that song right it's pretty powerful um so, yeah, I mean, but from night to night, I mean, it really is about it's like, you know, the pumpkins are, are improvisational enough on stage where I'm not playing the same thing every night. Corgan's not playing the same solo. We're, we're, we're moving songs around tempo wise. We're kind of we're still jacking with the arrangements even now of old songs, um, which keeps it fun. So so and a lot, a lot of that stuff, a lot of that interplay is really predicated on kind of the emotional uh, emotional uh direction that the audience is, is giving to us, right? If the audience is really dour, then we, we love playing a super dark and just evil set. And if things are up, then we're, we're good to stay up, you know, but it's, um, it changes from night to night, like blue skies bring tears or those types of songs that are really slow and menacing. I mean, those are super fun to play. I love to hear. You can really, I mean, as a drummer, you have a lot of, you have a lot of opportunities to make feel people feel really uncomfortable. So, that's, you know, something that I really enjoy doing. <laughs> well, you, you, you mentioned the dark and menacing stuff. Um, have you guys thought of doing like even for a streaming or a live where you do separate nights where you focus on like, well, you could do a real heavy, brutal set of all the heavy stuff. And another night you can do all the synthy stuff, acoustic stuff, you know what I mean? And really hone in on those styles. You, I mean, have you, th- we've done that, you know, we, we, we've done shows where, we were kind of our own opening band. So we used to come out, we used to actually come out in our pajamas and play a full acoustic set for like 45 minutes before we would go and play as a rock band. Yeah. You know, we were crazy. I mean, you know, back then, I mean, we were just, like I said, that's all we did was play music, um, which is probably why, you know, there was, there was issues back then because we weren't really taking care of ourselves. We were just kind of going for it. But, but yeah, I mean, we like to do all of that stuff in one night right like like you don't want to be like in a relationship and be like a jerk one night and then super nice the next night you want to be like nice and then maybe you're a little bit of a jerk (laughs) just a little (laughs) but hopefully more and more nice than being a jerk yes yes of course that's all right especially especially where my wife is concerned yeah <laughs> mine too funny enough she, she doesn't put up with uh, any of my shit that's for sure she uh, yeah 
<laughs> well, I mean, uh, of course, I mean, in regards to the relationship of the band and everything like that, I mean, you, you guys have been working together for so many years. And you, I mean, even though you've been on and off with the band, uh, you seem like you're in a really good place personally as friends at the moment, like stronger than ever. Would you say that, you know, that's driving things forward a little bit more too? I think so. Yeah. I think the band is really, you know, in alignment, so to speak, mm. um, personally and spiritually and musically. So, you know, those things are always, those things always help. Cause it's, you know, with the pumpkins, it's never about the music, right? It was never like me coming, going, it was never about the music. It was always just about mostly just about logistics, right? Like I had two kids, I didn't want to tour that much. You know, there's things like that. Now everybody's got two kids. So everybody's got all the same damn problems everybody's got two kids that are eventually going to go to college. I mean, so, you know, my kids are, my daughter's 18. She's going to college next year. My son's 14. So I'm kind of in already in the exit strategy. Um, and Billy, you know, he's just getting started. James hey, has two yeah. little kids. So, so, you know, I think that really, that does a lot to create alignment in, in any uh, organization. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And of course, uh, touring at the moment, isn't really happening, sadly. But in the new year, I mean, we haven't seen you guys in a little while. And I'm mm -hmm. hanging to see you guys again. Has that been talked about? I mean, before all this went down? Yeah, yeah. We're talking, um, you know, 2021 is looking uh, better and better. I mean, with the vaccine and, you know, those types of things. I mean, we'll see. I, I, I don't see us really, you know really launching like a mega scale tour for until things really normalize. I mean, I, I think next year sees us doing some festival stuff and maybe some soft ticket uh, events and maybe we get down to do some stuff uh, your way. Um, but, you know, we've been talking about doing this melancholy uh, tour, um, you know, where we're going to, we're going to go out and do a show predicated on that, those, that era, right. Not just the record, but that era and what the band was really about. And that's a, that's a huge, that's a huge deal, right? With tons of investment from us, both time and financial, um, we've got to make sure that, you know, things are cool. We're not going to get halfway down and then something else crazy is going to happen and we all go belly up. I mean, you've got to be smart about these things, especially uh, economic wise, economics wise today, just because the world is such, you know, as, as, as demonstrated by the situation we're in right now, things can change pretty quickly. So we're just trying to be smart, being a little conservative right now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm ready to go play. I mean, I'm, I got a new solo record out too, uh, Jimmy Chamberlain Complex, which is, uh, you know, burning up, burning up the airwaves as we say. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm anxious to get out and play some of that stuff. Uh, so yeah, I'm working on a new uh, new record with this guy Nick Reinhardt, who's great uh, great progressive jazz guitar player from California. So I'm I got all kinds of stuff going on. I just you know nobody knows it. Well, I'm glad that I know now because I love that that new uh, uh, Jimmy Chamberlain Complex album, man. The uh, the EP you just dropped. Oh, dude, mm -hmm. I've been jamming it at work. It's so good. And you know what I'd love to see is you come down maybe with that or even just like a clinic, man, just come and hang out, play some drums, show us how it's done. Yeah. I love doing that stuff. I do. I do quite a bit of it in the States. I mean, I just did percussive arts society uh, this time last year, but again, a lot of that stuff's just been put on hold, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, if somebody wants to sponsor us to come down, I've done, I could, those guys, you know, in the complex, they'll, they'll do anything, just a plate of spaghetti and they're good to go, man. <laughs> man, I will, I'll just back up all the money I'll, I'll i'll throw all the money because i would love to see that 
So you can start a GoFundMe page or something. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> Don't get me started. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> hey, you never know. Never know. Never know. But uh, mate, it's been an absolute honor to have you on the show today, mate. I'm, as I said, I'm a big fan. And the new Smashing Pumpkins album comes out this Friday, and it's fantastic. I'll have all the links down here, as well as uh, to the new uh, EP that you just dropped, mate. Good stuff. Thank you so much. And uh, do you take care of yourself? You too, man. Good talking to you. You too, brother. See you soon. All right. Ciao. Ciao. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. 